Another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We got special guest Jeremiah is in the building tonight. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm great, man. Living through straight. That's good. Um, I want to get right into it and start off with where did your love for sports begin? Like, at what point did you start playing any of your sports and you had a love for it? Yo, honestly, it's it's a crazy story, but I started literally everything in seventh grade. Ooh. So like all before that, oh, I was pretty chess. I played chess. Um, I was heavily in the church. Like I never, like I did everything, um, like Bible study, stuff like that. But I didn't really play sports until seventh grade. I was, um, I was five, nine. And they were like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> they're like what are you doing why aren't, why aren't you why aren't you playing anything why aren't you doing anything and I was like honestly man I don't know <laughs> and it just from there it just like took off so you started in seventh grade right for those that don't know he went on to play college basketball at what point did you know starting off in seventh grade did you know like oh I'm actually good at this thing uh i always had the the love for the game um watching it uh watching my uncle um he was pretty good in bloomfield watching uh just friends and stuff play uh honestly my whole seventh grade year i was pretty bad so like i didn't see the growth until i really started catching the ball with two hands and not tripping over my two feet um until eighth grade and then that's where it was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 And then everything just started clicking. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I know you played for Cody, right? How was that experience playing for, for coach Cody? He, he's, he honestly kept me, um, they needed a big, so me being five, nine, seventh grade, they needed to, um, but, they needed to they needed to develop me. So um, they kept me along uh, playing with Kevin Brown, Josh Cherry, Andy Florentine. Uh, they helped me mature as a player and helped me like really grow. So like being around that good of, like competition, that good of players helped me even develop as fast as I did in that year. And Cody step by step walked me through everything. Um, even today, like he's he's still like a good um, mentor that helped me uh, grow up. 
Yo, those, the names you mentioned, for those that don't know, Yo. watch those some dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we still core four right now. Like, anybody, give me any four. I got you. We got you. <laughs> those are some dogs, for sure. <laughs> Real, KJ, Andy, Josh, yeah. <laughs> they were <laughs> different breeds. For you, right, starting in seventh grade and going through this maturation process, what helped you continue to go? Like, what kept you inspired and motivated to keep trying to learn? Because, you know, some people pick up a sport or occupation late in life, and then they'll be like, all right, it's not for me, and give up. But you kept going, and you ended up playing college ball. It was that ability to have those friends that always were there. Like basketball is literally a year-round sport. So went from fall ball, winter uh, travel team, went to AAU. AAU lasted all summer. So it's just like, and it, it repeated. So like literally to have that whole year of straight basketball, I feel like that, as well as everybody helping me out, family, friends, everybody just pushed me to like, yo, you, I think you got this. Like, just, just keep going. Just keep going. That, that definitely took off. So once you got high school, right? You're in high school. What are some of the most memorable things that happened in your high school career? Well, from the jump, I mean, my freshman team went 21 and 0. Nobody could touch that. Like, <laughs> but um, even from there, though. I wasn't even supposed to play freshman. I was just uh, I was supposed to play um, with catch. Um, I was supposed to play uh, only JV and varsity. Um, just because, again, I from seventh grade to eighth grade, I jumped so much to the point where catch was like, I don't want you playing freshman. But um, honestly, the way I walked into freshman year, like the way uh, – because I, I even not even try out with the freshman, I tried out with the varsity and the uh, JV. Honestly, it just when I tried out with them, and then how I played really well in the tryouts, and then it's just like I don't know. The older guys, they pretty much uh, I didn't want to play with them. It was it was weird, but like I didn't want I didn't want to because uh, like when I got there, they just it's just mad intimidating. It's just I don't know. Uh, so I felt as though. Honestly, looking back at it, I should have played JV varsity. But um, even because I, I 100% knew I was top 10 player in West Orange High School, even as a freshman. But like, I don't know, I pushed myself back. Um, and then boom, 21 and I was a freshman. I still played JV, still played a little varsity um, throughout the year. But I kept it back just to see how it went. No, I think... A lot of people go through that. It's the confidence aspect. You got to build your confidence, especially. It'd be different. I guarantee if you played from like three or three years old, like everybody, you would have came into it more comfortable. Like, all right, I've been doing this for so long. Let me hop into it. So I completely get that and, and see where that happens. With going through high school, you played at West Orange High, a lot of good memories. 21 and 0, you start off with. You playing with your boys. College comes now. Could there have been any other college than NJCU? And what was that process like in choosing which college you went to? Ah, this, this is the hard one. All right. So it really, honestly, and we didn't, like my family and such, we didn't grow up um, with everything. So 
it was hard to even to even visit a college. So, um, 100%, I feel as though if I had a little extra, I could have visited out of state. I could have seen what was going on. But honestly, again, we didn't have, so we I stayed here. Just because, again, to help my family, I didn't want to kill them. I didn't want to uh, do anything too crazy. Uh, so uh, that was the main reason. Also, I just used Super School in the state. As well as Coach Mark Brown, his recruiting, I liked. I liked how way he um, came to me. He um, literally wanted me to come play. So even there, like even as a freshman at NJCU, I started. So it's like that. I felt as though that family aspect of things helped me bring me there. I definitely was going to ask about that because I went to NJCU, ended up training, but I. Everybody, if you know college basketball, if you know basketball and Jersey history, Mark Brown is very well known. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the open gym, he going to let you know, I used to get buckets, young blood. He still time. even tried. He tried. When was still he still tried. <laughs> How was it playing for the legendary coach, Mark Brown? And it's in the family. His father was a top-tier coach, too. So how was it playing for – Coach Mark Brown, man. That, honestly, it was rough. It was very rough, very rough. Because uh, coming from, again, West Orange suburban team, Mark Brown was more gritty coach, African-American coach, tough coach, that a lot of people were, most of the team, my teammates came from a lot more urban uh, uh backgrounds that definitely he was that coach for them for me though I felt as though um 100 I didn't really know what I was walking into walking into college I had very little college experience so I felt as though I it took me a step so I, I took a step back first before I actually got into uh getting closer to him as a coach um but In the long run, after everything, Mark, he's a great coach. He, he literally, he, he's that person that he'll step on your throat, push you, really grind into you to develop into a better player. It's just, I couldn't see that as, as a freshman. I couldn't really see what was going on. I was like, yo, why is he on my back so much? What's going on? What's going on? Like, why is he, why is he, uh, what, what's going on with the structure? What's, why is why the structure? Why can't I just play? Why can't I just play? That's that's what I was my head at. But um, again, hindsight, everything else is just like okay, boom, oh, it, it worked out. I understand now. I understand, but boom, it's just yeah. <laughs> Got you. Now he, I was at a couple of open gyms. I know how he coached. I know the toughness. Um, so I completely get that. Coach Mark Brown is different in that regard, but he had a coach, so it's like you can't even. You can't even knock it. And in regard to your college journey, right? Saw you biology major. We talked about a little bit before the show started. What went in that process of choosing that major? Because I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of athletes sometimes tend to try to choose an easy major. Yeah. Just so, you know, just so they could just play ball. Biology. Thing. Like, that also took me away from ball. So like, getting, I love science. I love math but I was never like a, um, a writer. 
So like, I guess there's always that hemisphere where it's like literature, math. So like, I was always on the science math side. Um, so I liked it so much to the point where I couldn't focus on ball. So I, again, I took myself out of ball to focus on school. Um, so at this point it was like, it, cause honestly with college, you really can't do both. And if it's college and then also, as well as dealing with Mark Brown, I was like, all right, I feel as though I can walk away from this being like, all right, I did enough. So um, that, that pretty much just took me to biology and then again, straightforward from there. Because I, 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 I didn't think I could do both and biology is such a hard major that you saw to see it's like a, you have to pick one or the other. My different. I, I give you all for uh, <laughs> for doing biology. That's something different, and I I think that's right too. That's kind of it's a a huge balancing act to try to do with playing college basketball. We're not talking about like just like regular basketball. You're talking about some of the highest level, and then doing biology at the same time. That's different. That's <laughs> that's built completely different. Um. What's your best memory of college? Uh, we won the ECAC. Um, definitely those hard-fought battles against like Rutgers, Newark, TCNJ. Those those great games. Even Stockton. Stockton was really good back in the day too. So they were coming off a, I think a three-peat from state champion from the NJ uh, champions. So honestly, just playing with that group of guys. Every, honestly, just playing everything is just. It was, it was definitely a fun, great experience. For anybody that's trying to go down the road of being a college athlete and being a superb student in biology, right? Mm. One piece of advice you will give on both fronts, being a good student and the college athlete aspect. One piece of advice you give me. Always take the time to study. Always take the time to keep notes. Um, there were times where uh, college took you outside of classroom. So as long as you were able to communicate, make friends in the classroom, they'd also have notes for you. Um, it's it's a, it's a lot, for biology, 100%, it's a lot of studying and a lot of focusing, a lot of making sure you are focused on basketball, and then studying and then all the parties, all the everything, all, all the outside things, all the outside noise, you gotta learn how to block that out because 100% that, that gets to you and it definitely washes some people out. On the basketball side, what advice would you give to anybody that's trying to play collegiate sports? One hundred percent, you're good enough. Don't if whatever anybody says, whatever anybody says. Oh, you're not that good. You're not that tall. You're not that strong. You're not that fast. You're good enough. One hundred percent. Don't don't take a step back and be like, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't go to this school. Maybe I shouldn't take the leap of faith to visit this school. One hundred percent, go push yourself. Even if like you need to work that extra job in high school just to get that the funds, just to travel to that state to 
go to that college, 100% do it because it's an experience that a lot of people don't get based off where they grow up or how they are growing up. And I feel as though whatever it is you need to get there, get there. That's good advice on both fronts. Take your notes, pay attention, put the work in, block out the outside noise, and then you're good enough. I, I think we got the title of the episode right there. That's the title right there. You're <laughs> That's the title. I think a lot of people need to hear that and need to know that in life in general, like sports, career, that relationship, you're good enough. Like that's huge. Like I said, that's the title of the episode now, for sure. <laughs> So. <laughs> we're going to transition to with the quickness segment we're going to start off with an easy one what's your go-to meal it's my go-to move what's your go-to meal meal go-to nowadays man i feel like sushi sushi okay no honestly it's just enough carbs just enough uh starches not too much of anything honestly it's a light protein I feel like because I'm not as active as I used to be, I feel as though like too much is too much. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. I know your Celtics won. Yeah. Who do you have as the NBA champion this year? The Celtics. Yo, this this it's it's honestly like so where it gets to it is we have to get past the, the Nets. A hundred percent, I'll never say what I thought we were going to sweep them. Never, never, never. But after we got to that second game, and I was like, yo, they can't do anything to stop this. Regardless if, if we're in Brooklyn or if we're home, like, like we're really like putting KD and Kyrie in prison. Like it's like we're clamping them up on all fronts. Our bench is clamping them up. Our stars are clamping up. Tatum really came in there. So now it's the Bucks. If we get past the Bucks, stop. Like, and that's the thing. If we wall off Giannis from getting 20, 30, make him shoot, make him be uncomfortable, come on. Yo, and y'all might not have that much of a struggle because Chris Middleton's still out. Exactly. So. And he, and this is this is over the years, if you watch the Celtics-Bucks games, we 100% defended Giannis. Then Middleton just got hot third quarter, fourth quarter. And that's where we fell apart. So 100%, I'll, while he's out, uh, Celtics. Yeah, definitely got to take advantage of that. And as you mentioned, Tatum was coming to his own. Jalen Brown is coming to his own. Marcus Smart. <sighs> and Robert Williams now. Y'all sweep him so Rob Williams gets to rest up and get help rest up, gets his body together, gets his quickness. It was a little shaky when he came back. His lateral quickness wasn't there, but like 100%, it's going to get there. You know, obviously, we have the training staff. They bring him back in what, three weeks off a of meniscus tear? Like off of surgery. Man, yeah. like I, I, I have, I'm all in right now. And then I'm not worried about the West. At all. And it's bad to say this, but I am not worried about the West. I We've literally got to get past the Bucks, And if we get past, like, who's in the West right now that really gave us a problem? The Warriors and the Suns. I'm not worried about the Grizzlies. I'm not worried about Ja. Nah. <laughs> like, 
And the Suns might mess around and lose their Pelicans. How they playing it? And and that's the thing. Like no Booker right now. Like they might actually lose. And I feel like Brandon Ingram and McCullum. Nasty. Couple. Then after that though, they gotta guard us. Tatum's definitely strapping up uh, Ingram. That's not. I'm not worried about that. So that's what I'm saying. If we get past the Bucks, I'm not worried about. Well, who else is there? The Heat and Philly? Definitely not. And it might be about Philly. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't believe in Philly. Nah. Nah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So the Heat has to get past Philly. Right now, the Heat might lose to the Raptors. Yeah, Philly might lose to the then, Raptors. No, I'm sorry. The Heat, the Heat might lose. Uh, no, he's not going to lose to the Hawks. I'm not worried about that. But Philly might lose to the Raptors. And... I feel as though like that <laughs> that's gonna take it to the next level because then it's gonna be Heat Boston. Cause obviously I feel like we're gonna beat the Bucks. Heat Boston. That might be a battle, but all around I feel as though we got that. Cause Bam. Bam's not more versatile than Al Horford. He's not shooting as at Al Horford's clip. Al Horford and Grant Williams have been shooting. <laughs> and, Grant Williams, Grant Williams, man, guarding KD, hundred percent he could guard Ben. Yo, Grant Williams has been racked. Corner <laughs> three is bottom of the net every single time, and Daniel Tice be hitting two or three threes a game. Two or three a game, and that's the thing. Like those one of the games, uh, all of our starters was in double digits, and like I was like, well, I ain't worried about nothing. That was one of the Nets games. So, like, I feel as though – and then and then that's the thing, though. Robert Williams, as he gets back to – that paint is we best defensive player, best defensive team in the league. That's what I was trying to tell people. You got defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, and low-key. You got to put Robert Williams on your bracket. Top, top eight. Right. So, you got Smart locking up the perimeter, and you got Robert Williams behind you just in case. That's different. That's, you can't, that's can't. The Lakers won when they won in the bubble. It was you couldn't do nothing in that paint, averaging four or five blocks a game. Between Robert Williams, Al Horford, Daniel Tice, y'all doing the same thing. Five, six blocks a game. Nothing. That's why I'm not worried about Giannis. Because if he beats us with hitting threes, greatest player in the world. <laughs> That's the thing. His whole game is he's going to bully us into the paint. That's not happening. Literally, it's not happening. Marcus Smart's going to be hands there. Derek White, even Derek White, hands in there, hands everywhere, just active. That's 100%. The the way I love how this team plays, the defensive, because I've always been defensive first. Just like, so like, I love, like, because regardless, because I had, again, I had Kevin, Josh, and Andy like scoring. So I was that defensive stopper on our side of everything. So it's just like, I, I love how is everything else, like working out for the Celtics this year. Give me your current playlist. Who are you listening to right now, music-wise? Music-wise. All right. Um. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Congratulations on that too, man. Hey. <laughs> but um 
music wise, music wise. Jack Harlow, sleeper. Okay. Maybe it's one right there. <laughs> uh, for the most part, Jack Harlow. Um, sheesh. There's some new up and coming artists uh, like Chris Patrick. Chris Patrick, I've been listening to him. I've been playing his songs. I don't know if you listen, watch my story every now and then. He's, he's up and coming. Uh, Noah, this guy named Noah is up and coming. There's a lot of under underground rappers I've been listening to. Nobody, big name. So like, I was gonna give names, but a lot of people just gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you guys links. Cause like, you guys aren't gonna really know them until you look them up. And so uh, anybody else? Uh, I mean, everybody in their crew doing their thing. Chris Patrick. Yeah, no he's really on their way up. This is it. This, this new guy too. His name's Cash. He's gonna. Um, he's not new, but like he's coming back. Cash. He's, he's gonna. It's fire. A lot of stuff is fire. And uh, Kev, he DJs. So if you look out for a lot of his stuff, he's gonna uh, go to his page and stuff. Like he's definitely been promoting a lot of artists recently. Yeah, I kept doing his thing too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got hey right now i'm in his dojo like you gotta you gotta link up he he right now he's teaching and stuff right now but uh if anything if you want to uh have him come over it's over oh i've been trying to we've been talking i gotta get kev the business oh. in the world <laughs> i have on the show i've been trying to get andy on the show i've talked to josh but i'm, I'm already on getting a bit everybody that you mentioned on the floor on the show <laughs> yeah oh, Hey, even if we got a hoop this summer, just we talk that way. Hey, <laughs> podcast right. on the court. <laughs> you would it for sure. Yeah. Last one before we get you out of here. Give me five people that are alive that you'd like to have a meal with. Kevin Garnett. Uh, Jay-Z. Cory Booker. Ooh. <laughs> um... Marcus Smart, hundred percent. Um, and one, one more. LeBron James. Well, that's a good team. All right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Corey Booker would say thank you for inviting him to that table. That's a that's a great <laughs> table. There's a whole lot of everything because like. Kevin Garnett is gonna bring the the, the grit. <laughs> He's gonna bring, <laughs> and it's not. I feel like it'd be just a funny table just to be at, just to feel the growth and inspiration from all that. That that definitely. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of wisdom. That's a knowledge. Knowledge being thrown around. Free game. Jay Z, KG, Corey Booker, in government, and the things that he's done. And then you add in the mix, Marcus Smart. Like, bro, that's it. That's it.
he's he's a very intelligent dude. Like honestly, if you I don't I don't like a lot of people don't give it a time, but now he's he's making a name for himself. There's a lot of people like, yo, wow, I want Marcus Smart on my team. There's a lot of people like, oh, I want Marcus Smart on my team. It's like, why aren't you saying that years ago? I've been saying this since he got to the league. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've been happy since he got here, but like now people are seeing like, yo, he's actually a really good player. Before this defensive player of the year, I've been saying he's defensive player of the year probably since 2018. <laughs> but long, it was a long time coming. It was a long time coming. It's about time we got another guard. Like the fact that it's been so long since Gary Payton. Come on, man. Uh, like that's actually insane. That that's wild. But I'm happy. I'm happy. Went to Marcus Smart. It's really a. It's really about time it, it happened. Honestly, like because mm-hmm. he did uh, what Tony Allen. What happened to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great name, Tony Tony Allen. <laughs> Great name, all defensive first team. I don't know how many times. Probably like eight, five or five, three to five times. Like that's actually insane that he didn't even touch it. <laughs> yeah, not close. Not all. Oh, he was a couple votes off. Like not even close. Yeah. <laughs> you know the politics of sports, man. Be, uh, politics is crazy. But yo, appreciate. You. Thank you for hopping on the show with us. Thanks for hopping on, taking time out of your busy schedule to hop on the bench mob. We appreciate it big time. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace. Thank you.